With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Victor's Valiant Podcast here on SB Nation's Maze and Brew. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and uh, with me, as always, for this uh, Depart Preview Series, my good friend, and he's going to be at Big Ten Media Days covering all that stuff this upcoming week. Trevor Woods. Trevor, how are you doing today, man? Hey, doing great. Ready to talk about the offensive line of the Michigan Wolverines. That's right. That's right. We are on to the offensive line. Already got through quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, if you haven't checked those out yet. Uh, there will be some links in uh, the story that you clicked on to listen to this podcast. Go check those out if you have not already. Um, but, yeah, like you said, let's get right into the offensive line. Uh, let's just be front, r- real uh, real blunt about this, Trevor. Um, you know, th- this was a major, major problem for Michigan last season. I'd say it's probably the biggest problem. I know a lot of people that comment on our site, um, you know, the the quarterbacks, were the biggest problem having to go from Spate to John O'Corn to Brandon Peters back to John O'Corn. I would say that was a big problem. The wide receivers not having a receiving coach and just with how young they were and the mistakes that they made, um, that was a problem as well. On defense, of course, the safeties were uh, you know, touchdowns left and right. But I would say that the biggest problem with this team in 2017 uh, was the offensive line. And they just didn't mesh well together. Uh, the two offensive line coaches are now gone, Greg Fry and Tim Drevno. Drevno's moved on to USC to be the running backs coach. And, of course, Greg Fry went back to his alma mater, Florida State, to coach their offensive line. Bringing in Ed Warner now. He was at Minnesota last year coaching their offensive line. He's also coached at 
Ohio State. He was their offensive coordinator and uh, coached their offensive line there that they won their national championship. Um, he's coached up a lot of good players, a lot of current NFL players. Um, more notably, Taylor Decker, uh, Pat Elfline, uh, a couple NFC North offensive linemen, uh, especially Pat Elfline. I, I don't really think he was uh, really all that ranked that highly. I, I One of those guys that he coached at Ohio State was a defensive lineman turned offensive line, and I think we'll talk about a guy in particular in a sec that could have uh, uh, some big potential there as well. But Trevor, like I said, this was a big problem last year. Uh, do you expect these problems to continue this season with a new coach? We're still unsure how it's going to play out. We didn't get to see the spring games. It was canceled because of the weather. We don't really know what to expect at this point. So just from your best guess and things that you may have read about, um, you know, what do you expect to see out of the offensive line this season? I do expect an improvement. Bringing in Ed Warner as new offensive line coach seems to have paid immediate dividends. We haven't seen it, but we've heard things. We've heard that they've simplified the offensive line schematics a bit. Stevenson Manalis called it learning algebra to where they are trying to learn uh, big-time calculus before, and Warner comes in, simplifies things. Last season, you had a mix of two offensive line coaches, uh, two com combative schemes to where there wasn't one fluid uh, scheme going on. And, and this year, we're going to see Ed Warner come in, as he already has, and it's just back to the basics, back to putting your, your hand in the ground. They're going to play some power football, it's going to be more of the gap sound approach that Jim Harbaugh has made millions of dollars on ever since he became a head coach 14 years ago. So, yeah, big-time issues last season. They had, I want to say, like 38 sacks given up and lots of tackles for loss. It just They just can never get things going. But with Ed Warner in the fold, I think things are going to improve. Uh, this is the biggest in, amount of enthusiasm I've seen of a coaching hire since Don Brown came in to where fans, players, they're, they're really singing the guy's praises. Warner called this a reset start. He, he said about the players that they're all on reset. They can now show what they are, who they are, what they need to work on. And he said last season there's a lot of reasons for the offensive struggles and the offensive lines. He said that the offensive line took a lot of blame from things, but uh, he just left it at that. He said there are a lot of fingers pointing in the offensive line's direction, didn't, didn't feel all those fingers were accurate. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a big task on his hands. But uh, if Michigan's going to improve record-wise or offensively, it all starts with the offensive line. And uh, going back to you now, Vaughn, uh, I, I believe you, you were telling me right before we aired that you have a, a bull prediction or two along the offensive line front. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> I do. I, I, uh, a lot of the preseason articles that I've been reading about, uh, in particular about the offensive line, um, whether it be from the Free Press, the Detroit News, um, you know, MLive, wherever it may be, I've seen something along the lines of, well, Michigan has Ben Bredesen at left guard, They've got Caesar Ruiz at center. 
and they've got Michael Unwenu at right guard. And it seems like those three are locked in. Um, I don't necessarily think so, honestly. Uh, I know that Brett is – okay, let me preface this by saying Ben Bredesen will be your left guard in 2018. There's no questioning that. Cesar Ruiz will more than likely be your center in 2018. I don't think Michael Unwenu has necessarily locked down their uh, right guard spot there. Um, you know, just a lot of uncertainties going into the season with this offensive line that I just cannot be entirely sure that he has locked in a spot. Um, one guy that you've brought up a few times now, Steven Spinellis, Harbaugh has said uh, great things about him. He's been voted the smartest player on the team, and it is extremely hard to keep guys like that off the field. You saw it in the All or Nothing uh, video series on Amazon. You saw him taking snaps uh, for the first time at center in a uh, very private practice, uh, not even really practice, a workout more or less, uh, between him and Harbaugh and um, I can't remember if it was Drevno or if it was uh, Pep Hamilton, but um, you know they were saying that it only took uh, you know so many snaps for him to get comfortable. And I know that center and right guard are two completely different positions, but the fact that he was able to do that so quickly um, to to do it at a, a high level so quickly, um, you know, is pretty pretty telling to me. And I understand that it wasn't a game experience; it was just him shorts snapping it in front of two coaches. Um, you know, but the fact that he is incredibly intelligent, he's a very hard worker. He's very strong. Um, from the stuff that I saw last season, he's able to push back guys pretty well. Um, you know, obviously pass protection is going to be huge. Uh, but his run blocking was really good. Seems like he's a really, really hard worker. Like I said, really intelligent. I think he has a chance to unseed Mullen Wenu and be that starting right guard. Uh, once the season begins, like I said, um, you know, with, with the new coach, uh, kind of a new scheme from what you were saying, um, from what all these reports are saying, they say that they've, they've simplified it. They've dumbed it down a little bit to where these players can understand it. And, uh, really, uh, like you said, learn algebra before you go to calculus or, uh, rocket science or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly, at, at this moment in time, the only offensive lineman that I can tell you that has a solidified starting spot is uh, Bredesen at left guard. Uh, like I said, Ruiz probably has that center spot locked down. Um, he looked really good last season. He's had raving reviews ever since. But, um, you know, don't count out Steven Spinellis heading into this season. No, Spinellis is just one of those guys, kind of like Mason Cole. Cole, he could play multiple spots along the offensive line. And he had a very, very high IQ, a football IQ, and just a high IQ in general. Uh, so I, I find Spinell's to be a bit in that mold to where you can't continue to keep guys off the field in that mold. Somehow they find a way. They just, they just have too much to like. And uh, they might not have the most flashy of play, but they're going to give you consistency. So I think that is a great heads-up bull prediction from you, Vaughn. Every year, you know, people want to have the depth chart uh, wrapped up as far as pundits are concerned, you know, in, in June, July. And then by the time the first week of August rolls around, these same people prognosticating have to have an about face or act like they never made these predictions to begin with when a guy like Spinellis starts to perform 
or others we haven't even named. Uh, in college football, the most unpredictable depth chart year in, year out is the offensive line. You're dealing with guys who, who can gain so much weight and strength in a hurry when they're you know 290 to 320 pounds and the schematics that go along with it, the learning curve. So I, I think there could be a couple of surprises in store. I like what you said about Carlos Ruiz. I, I do think uh, he, you know, I don't want to call him a lock, but he definitely would be one I would consider a heavy favorite to start at center. Ed Warner, he, he said a lot of good things about Ruiz. He, he, he showed very well in the spring ball. Warner said about he, he said uh, that Ruiz he's young he's going to be really good there understands football very well and he's very powerful said that Ruiz plays with a good base loves football has quick feet said he has the whole package and Warner alluded to that the fact that he has two starting centers he coached that are in the NFL uh, that started as rookies and Warner said that Ruiz has the ability to get there someday said he not yet but if he keeps going, that he can be really, really good and that Ruiz can be the quarterback of the offensive line. So those are all great things to hear. And uh, boy, do they need a good quarterback along the offensive line and a good quarterback behind the offensive line too. <laughs> yeah, there's no no questioning that at all, Trevor. And yeah, I mean, it, look, he, he was the, the top-ranked center in his class um, for, for no reason. I he he's insanely talented. From what I saw last season, yeah, he had his his uh, fair share of screw ups. Uh, Wisconsin was the the Wisconsin game was not a good showing uh, for Caesar Ruiz whatsoever. He I believe he was the one that um, missed the block that ended up getting Peters knocked out of that game. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was the guy. So he, he's had his fair share of mistakes, but I would say for the most part, he looked good. Out of position, he, he looked good. He wasn't playing his natural spot. He played all throughout high school. Um, like I said, top-ranked center in his class, definitely for a reason. Uh, he, he was right off uh, from being a five-star recruit. So, um, you know, playing uh, very talented players in high school uh, down in Florida, um, yeah, I, I expect a lot of good things from him, uh, but I, I'm with you. I don't think he's a lock by any means, but I, I think you put it very well. A heavy favorite to win the center uh, spot there head to the season. So let's talk left and right tackle, man. Th- this is really where uh, we get down to the nitty gritty of uh, giant question marks heading into the season. Obviously, Mason Cole's gone. Uh, Juwan Bushel Beatty played right tackle last season. Nolan Ulysio started originally those first few games, um, got pulled, I think, in the Michigan State game, and uh, JBB was uh, stuck in there for most of the rest of the season. I um, I want to say uh, John Runyon Jr. also had some snaps at right tackle as well. Um, like I said, or like you said, actually, it, it's, it's so hard to predict this stuff when you've got uh, uh, so much attrition going on, so many guys in the waiting um, there's no really predicting who is going to be the starting Yeah, You know, not a lot of people are really talking about, um, you know, John Runyon, I think. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot talked about him. I've seen a lot talked about James Hudson, Richard Freshman. I've seen a lot talked about uh, Chuck Filiaga. But uh, I think John Runyon could be a guy that could be plugged in at right tackle. Um, you know, he he's going to pretty much have – 
um, his final chance, along with Juwan Bushel Beatty. He's a, a fifth-year senior uh, in 2018. Those those guys really have their last chance to uh, um, prove themselves and make sure that these redshirt freshmen don't really overtake them. But the question I want to ask you, would you find it to be an issue if a guy like um, uh, Chuck Filiaga or James Hudson were to be, um, you know, one or one of the two, or maybe both of the uh, starting tackle spots? Um, would you find it to be an issue that those guys start over uh, fifth-year seniors like a uh, uh, Juwan Bushel Beatty or uh, a senior like John Runyon Jr.? Would Would you find that to be an issue? Uh, I I wouldn't find it to be an issue, especially when you have. A, a new coach coming in evaluating these guys, it's pretty much a clean slate for everybody. So there's no favoritism. There's no, okay, you're a senior, you have seniority, so it's your job. Have at it. No, uh, I, I do think that we keep, you always hear the word meritocracy when it comes to Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan and how uh, people earn their spots. But uh, no, the younger the better, maybe even. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But uh, if you can get a freshman, sophomore guy in there who is legitimately beating out seniors, then that just says that they're doing something quite well. And by the time September 1st rolls rolls around against Notre Dame, uh, the offensive line might be in good shape. Uh, With that said, on the flip side, if that happened, uh, you could say, well, how good is the depth then if younger guys are beating out seniors? And my answer to that would be, well, at least you have some more veteran depth. But, uh, yeah, not really necessarily an issue I'd have if the, some youngsters beat out some of the more tenured Michigan players. Yeah, think things, uh, you know, questions like that really make you think what could be if uh, Grant Newsom never got injured if uh, he never had that knee injury against Wisconsin in uh, 2016, really makes you miss Grant Newsom on that left side because he, he played so well um, as a freshman, uh, a left tackle. It was uh, remarkable the, the type of play that he had at such a young, uh, young age in uh, a conference like the Big Ten. Um, you know, hopefully he's able to get back soon and uh, complete his – uh, career at Michigan. That would be a really great thing to see. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think uh, that would necessarily be either. I think it would be more so of an issue if they plug in the older guys just for the sake that they're seniors and they continue to struggle like they did at the end of last season. And then they bring in a redshirt freshman like Chuck Filiaga and he succeeds. I, I, I think they just need to play the best guy at the best position, and um, quite honestly, I think Ed Warner is going to do that. I mean, he's, he's taken uh, former defensive tackle, defensive end recruits at Ohio State, turned them into pretty much all Americans at Ohio State and uh, f- uh, first-round draft selection. So I, I don't think Ed Warner is going to be screwing around. I, I think he's going to get the job done. I think he's going to plug in the best guy um, at each position, and uh, I, I think that's what you're going to see mo- moving forward from uh, the offensive line as long as – He's around. He's um, you know, one of the best offensive line coaches for a reason, and he's been one of the best offensive line coaches for uh, a, a really, really long time. So when, when they first announced uh, he was going to be the new guy once Drevno left and uh, Greg Fry was gone, I was uh, uh, pretty ecstatic, quite honestly. I, I think um, 
I, I don't think you're going to see immediate results this season. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Starting off at Notre Dame is, uh, you know, that that's a challenge in and of itself. I don't think the offensive line is going to be uh, stellar by any means in that game. I think they're going to have their fair share of struggles, um, you know, for the first half of the season probably, but I think they'll get it going like uh, Ed Warner offensive lines usually do. So let's uh, let's wrap this up, Trevor. Um, give me your starting five and uh, a, a quick little explanation as to why. So obviously I, th- I think our left guard is going to be the same, but uh, we could have some differences all over the board. So uh, start it off, man. You know what? I- I'm, I'm going to go against the grain on that, Vaughn. And uh, I'm just going to say I don't know, man. Like, like you said, to start off this broadcast, it- it's just hard telling right now. I-, I, think- I do think Spinellis is going to get in there. I think you're going to see Ruiz at, at center. Uh, but th- there's a lot to be decided, a lot to be decided. My final thoughts, though, would be this, that this is a fired-up unit. Uh, from, from John Runyon, he said that everybody's talking trash about them, uh, how they couldn't block anyone, and he said it pisses them off. He says he doesn't want that anymore. Chase Winovich said that this offensive line has improved in practice. He, he said that it, it seems a lot harder to get sacks that it was in practice a year ago. So so that bodes well. Uh, Grant Newsome, who's still on the recovery route, he said that we already talked about more simplified things, but Newsom shed some more light on it and said Warner was even confused at some of the schematics that were used last season. So when you have one of the better offensive line coaches in the country confused about a scheme and what was going on, that's not good. The good news is the good news is there's a change of guard. Ed Warner's in the fold, and he has, I believe, 12 scholarship offensive linemen to choose from. That's what makes it so difficult to pick a, 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 a starting five. With that said, I'm going to leave it to you, Vaughn. Sorry to disappoint you, but uh, I'm sure you could help me out. Who's your starting five? Oh gosh, I I honestly don't know. Um, I, I was hoping you would you. I, I, it, it, it's a, it's incredibly challenging. I'll, I'll let all the listeners know right now. No prep was uh, uh, really done with me picking my starting five because it, I up until this point, I still don't really know. It, it, this is the biggest question mark heading into the season. It, you could literally just uh, pull names out of a hat at this point and say, all right, left tackle is going to be pulls name out of a hat. All right. Uh, Grant Newsom, I guess he's going to come back, you know? So, I mean, it, it, it's so incredibly challenging to, uh, uh, predict this, but I, I guess just for fun, just so I can, uh, look back on this and laugh at myself. I'll say, I'll, I'll say, uh, Hudson's going to be left tackle. Uh, Bredesen's definitely going to be left guard. Center's going to be Ruiz. I'm going to put in Spinellis at right guard and at right tackle. I'm going to put in, uh, John Runyon Jr. over Juwan Bushel Beatty. Yeah, so um, do you want to make any predictions uh, before we wrap this up? Just to uh, uh, just so you can look back on this and uh, laugh at yourself too. Sure. Okay, uh, I'm going to give some predictions. Uh, just as far as okay, the ball snapped. I, I'm going to guess more often than not that the quarterback's going to have three seconds to throw. I'm going to guess we're going to see less sacks given up than last season. Yards per carry from the running backs is going to go up. So those would be my predictions. And the funny thing, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you said that it was so hard picking that uh, starting five. Well, guess what? 
you did something that the Michigan coaching staff hasn't even done yet. You, you were forced to pick in this situation. They had the luxury of time. They, those guys, Warner, Harbaugh, they don't know yet in, in mid-July. So uh, why should we, right? <laughs> it, it, you nailed it, honestly. That's, that's exactly right. How should we know? Why should we know? Um, how should any of the other media outlets know? I mean, at, at this point, literally nobody knows. That's the thing. So that's why um, that's why it's just fun to predict things like this, just to see just to see how far off we are once uh, the season actually starts, and we're like, oh man, Chuck Filiaga, he's actually the right guard, you know, <laughs> just uh, someone that we uh, had no idea um, that would be plugged in there. But um, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, once uh, uh, you know the a fall camp gets rolling, uh, we get some more information on these guys and uh, it'll be awesome. But uh, until then um, we're going to leave you with that. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. You can follow Trevor on Twitter at Woods football. We're going to be giving you guys a lot more preview coverage with uh, some more uh, uh, in-depth previews of the teams that Michigan will be playing this upcoming season. Uh, Be on the lookout for that. Of course, we're going to be updating with more, uh, Victor's Valiant podcasts of death chart predictions and uh, previews and uh, just be on the lookout for a lot more great preview content in general leading up to September 1st, 8 o'clock kickoff at Notre Dame. So for Trevor, I am Vaughn. We'll talk at you guys next time. Go Blue!